This is The Water Table. A chance to hear the agricultural side of these issues. A place for people to go find information and education. Water management is just going to become even more critical into the future. How misunderstood what we do is. I would encourage people to open their minds and listen to this dialogue. Welcome to the Water Table Podcast. Today, I wanted to uh, make a few phone calls and see what's going on around the Midwest uh, when it comes to agricultural drainage this fall and talk to a few contractors, see how their fall is going, and uh, if they have any insights into uh, what they think uh, next spring is going to be like. And right now, I have Bryce Gillen with Gridline Tile on the phone from Mitchell, South Dakota. Bryce, welcome to the Water Table. Yeah, thanks for having me. South Dakota has been of a bit of a mixed bag this year. You know, we've had some customers that had an okay crop. Some had an absolute disaster with the drought. And, you know, some, uh, I don't know, we had some customers that sold a lot of their grain this spring at the top and some that didn't have any left. And it's kind of a all over the board. So it's not really a one size fit all. There's some people have done very, very well, and there's some people that really got the short end of the stick this year, and it's just a little bit of everything out here this year. So, Sure, sure. And with with that kind of uh, diversity with in, in the people in the farmer's business, have, have you been able to stay busy and, and keep your crews running? We have. We've been able to, you know, keep a pretty full book. I mean, it's the, uh, you know, I think that's the importance of, getting out and communicating with the, you know, the customer base and always expanding that base, I guess, as far as just making sure that you're always seeking out people that, you know, want to do something that year and getting things done before the season starts instead of at the last minute. But it, there's, you know, there's, there's work out there, but it, uh, you know, you definitely got to go out and find it. It doesn't just come walking up to your doorstep. That's not sure. 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 And Bryce, you're you know you're uh, headquartered, like I said, out of Mitchell. And uh, what primary geographical area do you would you say you work? Uh, you know, eighty percent of the time. I would say the bulk of our territory is probably just the southeast quadrant of South Dakota. So if you uh, just you know east of the Missouri River in the the south. Yeah. So anyway, the southeast quadrant of South Dakota would sum it up probably the best. Okay. Okay. And and working in you know for listeners in other areas, working in those areas, what's uh, kind of a typical project for a grid line tile? You know, out in this territory, it's there's it the landscape changes so much. There's not really a a typical one. I mean, it's just it's just every. It can be really small to a handful of runs to a full pattern tile and everywhere in between. It's the, uh, the terrain changes from our one side of our territory to the other. It, it's, it, it changes so drastically and the soil types can go from some of the best of the best down to the worst of the worst. And so there's really, there's not really a typical thing. It's just identifying what that customer's wants and needs to, you know, accomplish their goals with the soil types and the, rainfall and farming practices they have i guess so it's it's really a little bit of everything yeah and then you know it's interesting you say that because when you get into the dakotas um it is a pretty diverse landscape from you know far eastern south dakota 
to even, you know, central, um, not even going west very far for sure as you get closer to the river. But and and that that holds true for rainfall too. Um, and so I'm sure that affects your project some too as you get, you know, further west. There's you know, on a in an average year as less rainfall, right? It does. It definitely does. And I mean, I think the the tile wave is still moving west, and we do do a little bit of work uh, west of the river. Um, the way the glaciers left things, the the dirt and the soil types on the other side of the river are drastically different than what you would find anywhere else. It's just, uh, yeah, just kind of identifying what Mother Nature left out there and trying to make those uh, acres productive. Yeah, yeah, good. So. Any any highlights from 2021 that you can share that maybe any uh, unique or cool projects that you're working on or are completed this year? Anything out of the ordinary? Oh, nothing out of the ordinary. I think we're all just so feeling pretty blessed that Mother Nature has been uh, rather kind to us this year and in most of last year. It feels like in 18 and 19, it it just yeah, I don't know. It just dealt us the <laughs> a not so favorable uh, working conditions in eighteen and nineteen, which everyone got dealt that. But it's just been nice to have a. We've had a pretty good run as far as the weather goes. I guess that's yeah. probably the the highlight of it. It's just easier to, I don't know, keep morale up and and uh, on the crew, which is it's always important. But just I think just uh, keep everybody's attitude in general. I guess including my own. It's just it's a lot easier to stay positive i guess when the weather isn't just a <laughs> just a knuckle yeah. sandwich one right after the other it seemed like they're for a couple of years straight yeah and and you know the working conditions have been fantastic in so many areas in some places now as of the last 60 days have have really gotten pretty wet but you know visiting with you earlier you guys were so dry that uh you know that rain that's come in south dakota and, and it's for sure in your parts of south dakota you know the the um, soil and soil profile have really taken that water well, and the conditions are still you know, from you know our earlier conversation still quite good where you're at, correct? Yes, I would say that would at least in our territory that kind of sums it up pretty well. Is that we've we've definitely gotten a, a decent amount of rain, but the profile was all the way down to zero, and so there's just been a place for it to go, which also speaks to you know there's a lot of producers that uh, their crop was a bit of a dud because there was just, it was just a drought. I mean, so it's, there's just, there wasn't enough rainfall. We were, we were really close to the beans were hanging on and hanging on for everybody, but it, you know, wouldn't have taken a whole lot of rain to make a decent bean crop this year, but it just didn't, uh, the rain didn't start coming until about the third week of September, or the middle of September. And it's just too little too late, but that's just, uh, it's just how it goes. Yeah, and you know, and that that line was pretty stark. Where, um, you know, I've I've been out in those areas of South Dakota and Western Minnesota, where it was from where it wasn't very good to to where it became really a great uh, soybean crop was, you know, really a within like a five mile stretch, and then it was really good for a while again, and it was right where they caught those rains. So, um, what about? Tell me a little bit about if there's anything on the horizon in South Dakota, or if it's business as usual right now. But when it comes to kind of the regulatory situation, so many people in our industry—if you live in Illinois or Iowa, um, or even you know Southeast Minnesota—don't 
don't realize the challenges that are in place in in the Dakotas, in both South Dakota and North Dakota. And you know, we don't have to get into what those are, but anything happening there right now that's uh, that's making it easier or more difficult? Oh, I guess it it's a few things. It seems what you know a lot of you know the when it comes to the NRCS, it's you know people through the rest of the Midwest probably don't quite realize the hurdles and hoops that we have to jump through to get those approvals because at the NRCS level, tile is is definitely a four letter word, and there's a lot of people at the state level that it's that really do not want to see it. They'd rather just see the entire plains just left the way it was when the buffalo roamed, and and it's hard. It's hard to deal with that. And you get a few you know people within the NRCS agent that still are level headed, but it still seems that you're still fighting an uphill battle and getting them to realize that, you know, tile is a benefit that we're, you know, it's, it's actually, you're, you're benefiting the soil and the, the soil health, but it's not how they see it. And so it's, it, well, I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, there's other States that do, you know, involve, you know, are allowed to mitigate some wetlands and that's where, you know, we're, we're hoping that someday that thing will come around there, our mitigation bank out here. It's, it's, uh, it, it's it's uh it's there but it doesn't it, it's not really easy to use and nor is there really much for credits to buy and it's not a it's not a user friendly uh situation so i guess for the most part things haven't gotten overly worse yet but i guess from uh i guess what we're starting to worry about is is the the waters of the us you know that's starting to come back and what all uh what all the implications those will mean for us, but so we're just trying to brace for impact at this point on on that front. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know those those things are coming back, and um, it's part of why here at the water table why we want to to do a podcast a couple times a month just to educate people for on things like that, and then also out in in the Dakotas in both South Dakota and North Dakota. Part of what you're talking about is is some of some of it is people just don't know you know some of the regulatory people and and in the legislature it's um drainage and and agricultural drainage is still a fairly new thing and uh and they've been told something but they don't understand it and they probably have been told something that's not accurate too so um as part of our our job we feel is to continue to educate and give people a place and resource to go so um, thanks for your time today, Bryce, and uh, wishing you guys at Gridline a happy Thanksgiving and, and a safe end here to, to a good year and, you know, stay safe and finish strong. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. I mean, it's been, uh, you know, I guess uh, Prinsco as a whole has treated us pretty well, and we've uh, you know been able to keep all the pipes in front of the plows all fall, and um, overall we've just, uh, you know, I guess we've, I guess we've been it's been a been a good run this fall and looking forward to see what next year brings and um yeah and happy to have uh Prinsco part of our team, that's for sure. So Yeah, well thanks for those kind words, Bryce. And again, have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you as well. And we'll I'm sure we'll meet up sometime this winter and we'll visit some more then. So Yep. Thank you, Bryce. All right, we'll see ya. Right. Yep, bye bye. If you enjoy what you're listening to, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform. Um, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook. And you can also find us at 
watertablepodcast.com. Thanks for listening.